0: Shot that wood ran out of money basically no <laughs> one's number 28. 28
1: oh my god Twist the knife <laughs> one way he can go he can't go up anymore he can only go out i don't even know where it is
0: white base is gonna go run some sprints this is america I okay. you do it in spanish
2: Ever to spade new to your pets oh zebras <laughs> fucking soapbox
0: this better not be a penis
3: all right, welcome to episode four of the Hard Pick Mining Company with your Denver Five. Woo! So, we had a Nuggets had a big week this week. We're recording this on Friday, January 29th, uh, just after the Nuggets unfortunately lost to the Spurs this evening. But, uh, had a pretty big week uh, since last time we talked to everyone. Uh, the Nuggets actually. Pulled out the win against uh, Phoenix on Friday night. Uh, in the back-to-back on Saturday, um, had another win or double overtime at that point in time. Won Dallas on Monday night uh, and Miami as well. So they're three and one on the week. Uh, four games uh, into their uh, five, or excuse me, seven-game road trip here. Uh, playing San Antonio tonight. As we said, they lost by uh, ten points. Uh, Big recap and theme of the week is MPJ was back, and MPJ being back was huge for us. Uh, Him being able to stabilize the bench, being able to really represent uh, more scoring, more playmaking, uh, more of what we needed uh, to pull out some of these close games. So uh, I thought that was a big play uh, by the Nuggets this week to shore up the team a little bit there. But Rex, what did you see?
2: Um, I think you're downplaying the scale of this week a little bit I mean like ended on a down down take tonight sure but if we had the opportunity to take this week uh, after the Suns game we would have been so, so thrilled with this outcome that the uh, I think it was a huge week and absolutely takeaway for for me is just the delight of watching MPJ grow up. I don't even want to get into it too early because that's just going to be an hour of just fawning just over slobbering. the MPJ jump slobbering shot. S- oh, just slobbering. And I mean, it's funny s- how
3: when a guy's gone for uh, such a long period of time and you see him come back and you almost forget for a second uh, I, I don't the number think he, of shots he can make.
2: I don't think he came back the way that he left. He is a completely different person. I don't
1: know if you saw the quotes of him after um, some of his performances earlier in the week, basically saying like the team was playing well, the bench was playing well, and I didn't want to come in and try and disrupt what was happening. Really, just trying to fit myself in, which I think you could see that
2: surprising wisdom.
1: Hey, you get COVID for a second time, you learn things, right? Like it's an eye opener like for you. Uh-huh. Let's think about our life choices a little bit, but uh, but you know, when he needed to step up, he stepped up, and when he needed to take a backseat, he took a backseat. Uh, you could probably argue tonight he needed more than uh Bush, you, you said it in our text text thread, he needed more than 5 shots tonight to help us. So hopefully the Nuggets can find that rhythm when they really do need to go for, go with them.
4: You guys are all wrong. Just not on point at all. Like, yeah, Jokic can play with anyone. Jokic and MPJ are good. Jokic and Murray are good. Jokic, Murray, and MPJ are no good at all. So we're, like, not starting. This wasn't, like, an evolution. It was one good game because he's good at shooting, and Murray didn't play as much. But, like, then he's right back to today where he had nine points and five shots. So we've not really actually progressed at all. Great, we played Miami in COVID. We played Miami like Minnesota with COVID, we haven't actually played that many great games. So we're – Come
2: on. Step back it's realistic. We We It's
4: we, we got a high upside. That ceiling is, like, not limited because if MG, MPJ, Murray, and Jokic can learn how to play together and Malone maybe, like, leaves green in at the end, we, like, have a very high upside. But we haven't seen that yet, and we're all just banking that it'll come together. But, like, I think we still so- have to
3: see it. So against Dallas, who's a playoff team, um, very good team. Uh, Porter Jr. had 30 points, 10 of 18, 4 of 5, played well with both Jokic and Murray. I have to agree with Andrew, though, that his style of play does not play into what those guys are able to do and what the other team is able to do. Uh, I I definitely think that MPJ needs to adapt his game to uh, what we're doing, but the guy can score, the guy can play, and uh, I think he's a valuable asset for us to to have here in the future. Uh, Andrew, it'll be think, interesting to see how this works.
0: I think your point feeds well into the rumor mill. Okay, so everybody knows Bradley Beal and Washington's you know really upset, not happy. Uh, Westbrook seems like he's hurt. What do you think? Would you trade MPJ today for Bradley Beal?
4: I would. Personally, um, he would fit, but it also is like the salary cap limitation on when will we have to pay MPJ, his partner, and Harris off, where all of a sudden he is a consistent starter. We have those three with green and find another good two because we have a little more salary cap room. So, like, MPJ is meant to play on this team, and he can elevate. His field goal percentage is incredible. They showed the stats tonight on where he scores from, and the answer is everywhere. He scores from everywhere at a very high percentage. It's just like how do they actually play together or they don't, which is fine too, and we have forty eight minutes of scoring. We just need like some defense in there as well.
2: For me it's less about how he plays with Jokic and Murray and more about how he plays with the second unit and how he can just be a dominating force with the second unit for this season and not necessarily mix in to not count on him to mix into the end of the game. Unless he's clearly the hot hand and you just let him go, but I'm for me, I don't want him to be taking shots away from the two-man game that Jamal and Jokic have. I'm with Rex.
0: My main takeaway this week was how well Green and MPJ play together, except for tonight. So tonight was the exception to basically everything. Other than Jokic continues to be dominant, but. Green and MPJ really seem to have some good chemistry. They're a little bit more switchable than I would have guessed. Um, You don't think they're going to play the same way, but they both kind of crash the offensive boards. They can both pop, shoot the three. Long term, the Nuggets got to figure out, to Andrew's point, how do we get you know MPJ, Murray, and Jokic all playing at their highest basketball together because that's the best version of the Nuggets, without a doubt, in the playoffs. But I think in the meantime getting MBJ those reps on the bench with Green, get him kind of be the focal point of the offense, is, at least for me, good enough. And hopefully by the time we hit the playoffs, everybody you know kind of hits their stride together. But it's a big question mark.
3: Well, with that, uh, I have a question. So we played Miami on Wednesday night, and that was a blowout pretty much start to finish. But the bench did get a, a decent amount of time in that game. Uh, Bush, I'm curious, I, I think you... I uh, paid a lot of attention to that game. If you saw anything from the bench that you thought was interesting or, or kind of leads to you know further progress this year.
0: Yeah, I, had, I think it's the way that the bench seems to really rally together and they were hustling like crazy. As Andrew said, they were, you know, this was the COVID heat, so we were playing the scrubs, so you can't take too much from it. But they were hustling their asses off on defense. They were rotating, they were flying, um, flying at shooters, crashing the board so it's kind of all that hustle stuff that you want from the bench they brought the energy and that if we can get that on a consistent basis I think we win more often than not so hopefully they can keep that rolling but um, I I do think like tonight was a perfect example it was a five game road trip we won four and one we just lost our legs and they, didn't, they had the legs in Miami but they, they didn't have them tonight everybody was missing wide open shots except for Joker it so. wasn't
2: even five it was like five and a half with the three overtimes
0: yeah yeah exactly that that sun's back-to-back was brutal
2: right I, at the end of the sun's back-to-back which was so much fun uh i i thought they were just going to be fried for this road trip i i was i was telling you guys to bet against them all week just thinking that there wasn't enough in the tank and the fact that they showed up at all
1: they've got a tough one on sunday you know i don't to really yeah. like look at it's it's utah at a 130 tip Ooh. on mm-hmm. Sunday. So, not even a full 24 hour or 48 hours since they last played. Utah's playing uh, Dallas tonight and we're absolutely mopping them. So, uh going to be curious to see how the Nuggets respond, especially Jamal looked um banged up at the end of tonight's game.
2: Uh if how get a
0: breather. is driving crazy with this.
2: That that was one of like the most fun moments were of watching mpj was in the jamal void after the nut shot which which we could have a whole rant on but that he there was visibly you could see mpj just go you know what i'm going to i think i can win a game i think i'm going to win a game for the team and then he fucking did it
3: so on a, a murray bubble rating what would you give that
2: the the nut <laughs> shot it's a,
0: a quarter murray bubble
2: rating it's a think. quarter murray one quarter I don't think he gets that call in the bubble. I, I think they let that one ride.
4: <laughs> I, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is necessarily going to play in that game. I'm not sure Murray is going to be completely healthy. I think we can very much beat the Jads if both our point guards don't play. Is Mitchell hurt? Yeah, yeah he's, got he's a not concussion. playing tonight.
3: um. All right, well, that, that was an interesting week for the Nuggets. I think uh, a lot of progress they were able to make there. Uh, we're going to take a moment here, uh, take a break, and hear from our sponsor, the Abrams Momentum Group.
2: More energy, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Abrams Momentum Group.
4: <laughs> exactly how I feel about it, Rex. That's fantastic. This is Andrew Abrams, the team lead at Abrams Momentum Group, where we have realty through relationships we like to connect with people understand where their path is at and how to get them where they want so we've helped over a billion dollars worth of real estate and we want to help you so give us a call
3: what all right that was billion. the abrams momentum group that sounds like a uh, number
2: that's a fake number <laughs>
3: <laughs> dropping billion okay. dollars uh left and right in denver dropping
2: so uh, hundred Appreciate
3: you a- helping out our clients and for those of you in denver uh please reach out to the Abrams Momentum Group. For those of you in Australia, I'm sure we can <laughs> help you too. So we're going to move into our regular uh, segment here that we call Bush in the Woods. Uh, Bush uh, typically has been presenting us with the facts of the week. So, Bush, let's chop that wood. <laughs> <laughs>
2: chop it. <laughs> so wait, you want to twist from the hips.
0: Yeah. Oh, Thanks, Mike P. I always love your intros for me. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so this week's... I like Bush in the Woods better than Denver in the Woods, so let's keep rolling with that. Bush in the Woods is uh, all about Andrew's favorite guy,
2: Gary Harris. Uh, Gary Harris, I I need to interject. He has my all-time favorite nickname. Gary Harris's nickname is Gary Harris. (laughs) (laughs) Gary Harris. Gary Harris. Parentheses, Gary Harris.
3: Rex, you just ruined my segment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But that was your whole thing? That was your take?
3: I'm gonna have to adjust a little bit here. Keep going. <laughs> this is what you
4: get for surprises.
0: So doing a, a deep deep data dive on Gary Harris, using cleaning the glass as always, I'm actually very encouraged by uh you know, some of his some of his statistics, especially when it comes to shooting, surprisingly. What? For given for anyone that's watched Gary over the last couple of years. Is
2: there a stat for missed wide open No.
0: Well, there probably is somewhere. (laughs) But there is a stat for corner threes. So let's play a little game of trivia here. What percent of corner threes is Gary Harris making so far this year? 66%. Okay, that was a little high, Uh, (laughs) but 51%. Really? That's good for 95th percentile of all shooting guards in the NBA this year. So Gary Harris is knocking them down consistently from the corner. It's his best shooting from the corner since 2016, 2017 when he shot 54%. Mm-hmm. So he's still around 33% overall. But you know, after tonight, he was another two for five. He actually made two from above the break, which was rare for him because he's been an abysmal 12% from that area. But So his shooting, at least from the corners, is picking up. And the other key part for Gary's game, as we all know from watching him for six years, is getting to the rim. And Gary's getting to the rim and finishing at the rim this year, unlike last year. So he's finishing at the rim 69% of the time. Good for 73rd in the league, 73rd percentile. So just to put that in context a little bit, last year he was only making 59% of his shots at the rim. The year before that, 58%. So... It does seem like, you know, we were wondering, could Gary get back a little bit? Could he get healthy? He seems healthy now, and he's actually getting to the rim. And then the other way that, you know, I'm kind of judging how much is Gary helping the team is when he's on the court versus when he's off, what's the point differential, right? So we talked about point differential last week. It was, you know, points per 100 possessions scored versus points per 100 possessions given up. And when he's on the court, the Nuggets are outscoring teams, By uh, six points when he's off the court, Nuggets are outscoring teams by 4.8 points. So and it's not like it's uh, an insignificant amount of possessions. Gary is playing uh, before tonight. He's been in over a thousand possessions compared to seventeen hundred possessions on the whole season. So he's playing more than half the game when he's in. We're outscoring teams by more. He's knocking down the corner three. He's getting to the rim and finishing. So all in all, Gary's back in my mind.
2: Are you arguing that Gary Harris is the most important nugget? <laughs>
0: maybe he's third. Maybe he, maybe fourth
2: or fifth. Maybe sixth.
1: It's, it's a good is thing he's a he, starter because he, he's top five. Then
0: so hey,
3: yeah. I'll take the him
0: right. over Millsab and
3: Barton right now. And the good, good, the good thing to see on all this is his bounce back from last year. Right? I mean, we saw him at you know towards the end of last year in the playoffs. He really was struggling, so it's really good to see him. Even the beginning of this year wasn't great, uh, but it's really good to hear a lot of those stats and see how he's actually performed. But uh, I know we've got a hater in the crowd, so Andrew, <laughs> how are you feeling about this? I feel
4: like Bush in the Woods got a lot of participation trophies growing up, um, so that's how I'm feeling right now. God, and that's, just, why Andrew, like that's a short,
0: personal
1: it, attack. Oh, Andrew shortened the Nuggets this week. He's just shortened the Nuggets. <laughs>
4: The Nuggets are a phenomenal team, but it's not like the Nuggets that we grew up with. That are like, hey, I really hope they try hard and they get the eighth seed and maybe they throw a crazy Mutombo-like upset. (laughs) They are a very good team, and so like it's a shift of a mindset of they should be in the top three. They should be acting like they're in the top three, and we're just not that team. Yeah, that's fine. The standings are one thing. I mean, just like all of your stats. It's like, oh, these wild averages, and he's getting to the points, and he's scoring so well. He's averaging 10 points a game. That's not, like, going to blow your mind for 30 minutes. I think I can get six. So, Gary yeah. Harris. And, and, and my biggest issue with Gary Harris is. his
2: <laughs> new nickname, Andrew. I think I could get six Abrams. <laughs> Whatever, Mouse. Yeah, Yeah.
4: I think, like. Tonight, right? Gary Harris is going to have, like, if he has any value on our team, he has to guard a lengthy player that can score, right? So he plays the Spurs tonight. That's great. He pretty much hit his averages, which was like 11 points, three rebounds, one assist. Very like Gary and two steals. Very Gary Harris game. It was a very Gary Harris game. Who did he guard? DeMar DeRozan. How did DeMar DeRozan go? He scored 11 for 14 points, or 11 for 14 shots, 30 points, and he had 10 assists. He just let him fly by him. He shot over him, and that's the issue. Is like we're in the West. We have a lot of really talented small forwards and shooting guards that we have to stop. And like Barton, just he can't jump right now. But I do believe in his upside to be able to play defense against those lengthy guards. And Gary Harris has been coming by, and so like as much as you want to promote, so you're his selling offense,
0: Gary's
1: defense.
4: I am selling his defense against call it players that are six seven and taller.
1: Yeah, it's a problem for him because he's six four, right? Like that's like one of the knocks on him is you know probably why he slid to us the way he did in the draft was you know he's not two inches taller. If he was two inches taller, awesome. But you know can't teach height unfortunately with this one. And and if he's you know not able to to guard those players, you're right, Andrew. That's going to be a problem because it's been Gary Harris's calling card. That's the reason why I think Malone is stuck with him is he can mat. You know he has been that defensive
4: presence, and if he's not going to be that. I will say but the what do you do? one thing, though, is I would love to see, and we haven't seen it yet, but Gary Harris, PJ Dozier, and Millisap lineup, because those are our three best defenders. And if we had those three in, Dozier's big enough to guard those type of players, and now all of a sudden Gary Harris can guard a quicker guard, and that he excels on. His hands are, like, phenomenal. Same with Millisaps. They have very quick hands. Somehow Jokic is, like, Mr. You know, Cookie Steeler man right now. So you start <laughs> actually put <putting, laughs> Yeah, Yeah, you start putting those guys out there together, throwing an MPJ that can score. Like, you can throw out an MPJ that gets lost sometimes if you have other really good defenders around that, and we just haven't seen that lineup. But, yes, I'm selling Gary Harris as this starting shooting guard right now.
3: All right, well, to be determined, I guess. That was a rough one. All right, I I I got something. I
2: mean, it's not to be determined. He's, He's getting a bunch of minutes. He's not going anywhere.
0: Well, I, I, all right. Unless so, you package him with MPJ, and then,
2: <laughs> right? Right. Nobody's gonna pick up his contract. It's he's <laughs> Bradley Beal's
1: contract's up at the end of the season. Like the Nuggets would have to re-sign him. Like if that's what you're thinking, like you know, you're, you're renting him with the hopes that you can
4: re-sign him. Sorry. I don't think we'd, we'd go after him anyways. It. I think it'd be like an Aaron Gordon or a more versatile four. Connelly doesn't do trades. This is
3: what we know about him. He yeah, overvalues his yeah. guys, right? I, I agree with Bush. I, I also think that when you have a guy like Michael Porter Jr. that plays a position that he plays and scores and and is able to do that at a where he's at, you, you see that on a wing player and not necessarily a forward. So I, I think he's a, kind of a unique player, and those guys are going to want to see to where he progresses too. But. I got a fun thing this week. So we've been trying out new things. This Ooh. is episode four. Ooh. Fun. All i right. We're going to to have
2: fun this week. Fun I'm surprising
3: everybody. It's, it's fun with Mike P. So <laughs> this is, that's what we're going to call the segment, fun with Mike, with Mike P. So here is the segment. Uh, we're going to have two teams here. Uh, we've got the air up there versus wide base. So it's Rex <laughs> and Seaver versus Bush and Andrew. i'm going to ask a series of questions uh we're going to have uh one on each one person on each team answer the questions three a piece uh you're each going to get 30 seconds uh to present your side uh of the question and then i'm going to judge who wins that question so there'll be six questions at the end if it's tied at the end of all this uh, we, I have a tiebreaker question as well to see how that turns out. So we've got Rex versus Bush up first, and then we'll have Sieber versus Andrew up second. Each segment gets three questions each. Any questions?
2: Uh, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, is... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're going down. Trivia.
3: Are, are you voting, Mike? Are you the judge? <laughs> I am the sole judge uh, of who wins uh, the question. Uh, and so you guys each get to make your case as I ask. How about in like questions. 10 seconds? All right, you get 15 <laughs> seconds of each piece. All right. I'm going to need
1: 40. make sure Andrew is uh, just nice? And Andrew can have my extra third an answer.
4: No. <laughs> right. So,
3: all right, so here's the first question. So, is this uh, going I'm to gonna, is this going uh, to? Uh, I'm going to have this go to Rex. You get to answer first. You You get 15 15 seconds. uh, And then Bush, you'll get to respond with your side of it. So, good luck. All right. Rex, if Jokic was a band, who would he be? Or what type of music would he play?
2: Go. Uh, Oh, um, if he was... Um, polka, uh, just this obnoxious, goofy charmer. Uh, okay,
3: good job. All right, from, Bush. Uh, Can, the, can the I? Can I
1: answer?
2: I want to answer.
3: <laughs> nope, 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 nope. You guys are on a team, but your the teammate answered for you. So for, polka. For the polka nuts. All right, Bush, you're up.
0: Same question. He would be a jazz saxophonist solo, <laughs> uh, because his nickname is Big Honey. So it'd be so smooth, and all the ladies would love him, just like you know uh Ron Swanson uh
3: Duke Silver in Parks and Rec. All right. <laughs> that was uh, Dad, that, You definitely that won that. That was easily place. a win for uh Wide Base on question number 1. <laughs> wow. Well done. Yeah. Wide
2: you know, base is just up. bleeds soul and saxophone. Oh,
1: he's he's John Candy's character from Home Alone. He's, he's a goofy poker player to that like yeah. is is finder, like be in the back of a budget uh, truck getting you back uh,
4: from Sheboygan. Like,
3: that's <laughs> is that your it role is. model growing up? Come wow, on, the air up there. You know, the wrong person answered that question. If there was a little more specificity, a little more vision, I could have felt that better. <sighs> but sorry. Or, or you, all right, second question. Me. So, Bush, you get to answer this one first. Uh, Monte Morris or MPJ? who has been more important at this point in the season for the nuggets monte morris without a doubt he's he's been mr
0: consistency uh he's the steady hand on the bench you always know what you're going to get with monte it's like 10 points five assists no turnovers i love monte it's
2: more like 19 assists and one turnover
3: all right uh rex uh well i can't agree with him because
2: that's not allowed so it's definitely mpj because he's giving us hope of just the the upside of what mpj could be i i've been a hater of mpj for a while uh and even just in the last week i i got i got a little bit of crush on that jump shot it's just (laughs) it's just perfect Part of that is because We're there's no now. other athletes on the team, but when, when he actually puts up a jump shot and elevates off the floor to shoot, it, it's stunning.
3: Uh, all right, that was an unfair question. Monty Morris was the correct answer, no matter who <laughs> answered it. So that's two for wide base.
2: God damn it.
3: <laughs> all right, last question for Rex. Uh, it's to you. Yeah. Uh, who has the best nickname? Spider Man? <laughs> Faku? or the Count of Monte Assisto for Monte <laughs>
2: Morris. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that, but that is fantastic. Count of Monte Asisto. Spider-Man is a terrible name. I mean, I, I appreciate, like, he's flinging it around, but if you're at least do it in Spanish. No, it's Count of Monte Asisto is a fantastic, Isn't fantastic it
1: name. Isn't
3: it right? Sistio? It's turnover it ratio. It is, it is. It is.
2: Mm.
3: Wow. All right, Bush, your counter. Good. Good assist, Um,
0: I mean, Spider-Man is a terrible nickname, and Jamal Murray just keeps trying to force it. So it's Blue Arrow the best,
2: a terrible
3: it's best for the...
0: No, Blue Arrow is great because he has, you know, the mechanics of it going throughout the game.
3: <laughs> All right, well... It's already two to one for wide base. So we're we're gonna get air up there. Another one. So at three, uh, we've got wide base two, air up there one. Uh, Good job, you two. Uh, Up next, we've got Sieber versus Andrew. So Rex, you got to answer the last one. So it goes to wide base uh, for the first question here.
4: (laughs) I hope it's not a music one.
2: This Who? is super fun, Mike. I really appreciate this. <laughs>
3: Jokic time versus Mike P. Jokic versus Bull Bull. Who's going to gain more weight this year? Andrew,
2: go.
4: Jokic. Bull Bull is somehow at like 175, and he's going to 172. Jokic could gain more weight because he can get more muscle. Like, he's really leaned up. Now it's time to buff up. So, um, Bull Bull is going to be a stick for the rest of his
3: life, like his dad. All right. Uh, and Rex? or excuse me, and saber your response. Uh, I'll I'll take this one. No, saber.
2: Well, I I think it's a
1: a little unfair to uh, insult Hall of Famer Manute Bull, who has sadly passed. Uh, That's, there's a a little rough there, Andrew, but I would like to say that it is Bull Bull. He's got, he's only, only one way he can go. He can't go up anymore. He can only go out. It's gotta be him.
3: (laughs) I, I gotta, I gotta give it to Sieber here. It's Bull ball, and Andrew he weighs two twenty, not one. Even though he's well over fifteen seconds. Can <laughs> I was, just throw
4: was. out the my intramural basketball team all through college was smoking minute bowl, and that's still one of my favorite teammates. All
3: right, uh, Sieber, you're you're up next. Uh, so here's your question: Which nugget is most likely to buy you a drink? Go.
1: Oh, active on the roster. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, I would go ahead and say Isaiah Hartenstein because he's 22 and he looks like he goes out to drink a lot.
2: <laughs> Deep hole. All right. <laughs>
1: were
0: you going to say, Ty Lawson?
1: <laughs> no, I was actually going to say uh, Javale McGee because I've run into him in the streets alone. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, Andrew, uh, your response. Go. I want to go
4: straight to the coaches, and it's not Malone. It's Ryan Bowen, who has been with the Nuggets for absolutely ever, and seems like the nicest guy in the world. He's all hustle. And he's, he's going to be so excited that not you recognized him. He's clearly a baller. <laughs> right?
1: What was, the, the, what was the question?
3: Uh, Andrew, I'm not sure what your response was there. But <laughs> yeah, the was it Nuggets was. player? I <laughs> Jamal Murray she at the, the end, player <laughs> is what it was.
0: It
4: was a Nuggets player. It was a player. You didn't player. say present player. You didn't say present player.
1: He, he I, asked, player I, I asked. And I clarified. I asked if it was current players. <laughs> I, I think that's a
3: disqualification. <laughs> I also disqualification, said Jamal Murray at the end. No, it's a disqualification. It's Jamal Murray at the <laughs> end.
2: Two. 3 2. Ta-
3: Alright, it's 3-2 oh, it's we're, we're coming down to the end So, uh, Andrew, Come on, white base This is up to you uh, If you guys are able to pull this out you, You're able to get the win Sieber,
2: round. You're Whoa, able tie. to get this it's a, tie.
3: it's a tie And we'll go to the last question Which I will throw out to all four individuals to answer So here it goes Andrew Who would you rather take the last shot? Jokic or Murray?
4: Go, Jokic. That's the easiest question in the world because he's the one who's been finishing it. He's taller than everyone. He has a great fadeaway. He's always guarded by a bigger guy. He takes a step back. He can shoot over them, and has consistently done it. It's a no-brainer. Murray's been short on his shots. Good luck, (laughs) Zebra.
2: Are we in the bubble?
3: (laughs) All right. Is it double overtime? Your response. Go. Jokic is the easy answer,
2: but Jamal, (laughs) at this
1: point in the season, is obviously struggling and to see him hit some dagger end-of-game shots will only cement him as The number two on the Nuggets in one of our top players. It's Jamal oh, All right, t- push it a double
2: overtime
3: Oof, Oof. That was That was a tough tough one. There's only but, um, one answer. Come on, Mike You know what? I'm gonna have to oh, it's been give scripted it to the whole time. I'm gonna give it to the air up there and we're gonna oh.
1: Oh. No, we win. I won we... the first two it <laughs> hey, Rex one one. That it's means you win.
0: I got it. swept
4: by <laughs> Crap Judge. <touched> some
0: <laughs> wow. White Base is gonna go run some sprints. <laughs> <laughs> Take a lap.
3: Well, if anyone's interested, uh, I'm willing nope. to do a Not double, nothing, nope. double or We're nothing. Double or nothing question. Final Move answer. On. Anyone?
2: Yeah. Nope. No. I want. To, I want to crush these fools. Yeah. I want to know what the last question is.
3: Well, all right. Uh, Bush and Andrew, are, are you game for this double or nothing?
4: <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. It's, it's down to It right. down
3: he, to
0: Steeper, uh, whatever the hell <laughs> their nickname.
3: All right, I want I want each of the teams to pick. Way up in the air. Pick, all right, so here's the <laughs> last That's question. It's
1: not a it, movie. It's the basketball <laughs> movie. <laughs> I'm
3: I'm going to give twenty seconds on the clock here, and one of the four of you have the option to answer this question. If any of you answer this right. Your team will win double or nothing, extra points. Don't know what the answer is, but let's go for it.
0: Is <laughs> it the Abrams Momentum Group donating $5,000 to the winner's
3: charity of choice? Accurate. Yep. Yeah. All right. Where is Nuggets player Kanker from?
4: Um, Croatia. Slovenia.
3: Andrew, Slovenia. Wow! I knew it was a Balkan country. I just picked the wrong one. Damn it! Well done, beating out the fourth-grade geography bee winner. And they come <laughs> oh, from behind for up. wide base. Yeah, yeah was runner runner up. Up. <laughs> I was runner-up. Runner-up.
2: And, and eighth grade, I believe. Andrew, where's the capital of Slovenia? <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Perfect.
1: Name, name, name two other famous people from Slovenia. You're up next,
3: Mike. All right. Well, that was fun time with Mike P. So uh, glad everyone could join us for that. That was uh, fun. That uh, was every fun. so often Mel- we Melania might.
1: Melania Trump and uh, the best player on the Dallas Mavericks.
3: <laughs> Mark you been Melania Trump. Uh, all right. Well, that was fun. Uh, glad everyone could join us for that. So the air up there versus wide base. Uh, we'll do this every so often to kind of kick it up and out. Who
1: showed up for that segment? They, I joined, they just joined for that one. I'm out of here.
3: Stop the pod.
1: Thanks for joining us. I think we could end. That was pretty good. Glad you made it to the 35-minute mark.
3: See you next week.
1: Remember to spay new to your pets.
3: All right, well, while while we're just having a fun pod here, Seaver uh, in uh, some da- and, and some down news uh, for Colorado sports. Oh, uh, we're, we're
2: ha- no look! Look at all the fun we're having, Michael. Why would you bring this up?
3: Geez, there's been some recent kill, news from oh. the from the Rockies oh, camp. So, fun killer. I promise to give you uh, a few minutes here for your soliloquy. Uh, let us know how you're feeling.
2: You want? So, you're gonna? Uh, you're gonna get, you're gonna get, You going to do the eulogy? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know that it's... uh, I think it's a two-parter. It's going to take a bit, actually, for this one to go through. But, uh, yeah, uh, bad news from 20th and Blake. Nolan Arenado, our uh, potential future Hall of Fame shortstop, has been traded, or at least a trade has been agreed to, to the St. Louis Cardinals. Obviously, uh, coming, uh, Arenado and the Rockies had had falling out over the last couple years. Basically, Jeff uh, Bredich. Did not treat him well. Did not show him the love, even though they gave him, what was it, like a ten-year, two hundred and like seventy-five million-dollar plus contract. Um, just they they weren't seeing eye to eye, and they were clashing. And the Rockies are, are an enigma a little bit. Bush earlier mentioned that uh, Connolly overvalues his players and doesn't trade them. The Rockies do this weird thing where they value their players and then they like kick him out or they come out with these statements where they say hey david Dahl, you were an all-star for us two years ago you know what we don't think we can pay you five million dollars because this pandemic is crushing us so we've got to let you go and he goes and signs a five million dollar deal and then they turn around and they trade arenado and give 50 million dollars to the st louis cardinals because he's got like a 100 plus million dollars left on his contract you're talking about a third baseman who's won the gold glove every single year he's been in the major leagues he's on pace for 500 plus home runs he's gonna be the third or fourth best third baseman in the history of baseball behind Brooks Robinson George Brett and Mike Schmidt and then it's Nolan Arenado that's it in all of baseball history that's where he's probably gonna end up and the Rockies were like you're 30 years old And we're just gonna, we can't, we can't afford you anymore. Even though three years ago, we gave you this massive deal. It makes absolutely no sense what they're doing. As somebody that
0: doesn't follow baseball at all. Can you explain to me why the Rockies would pay $50 million? Why not just keep the guy? Well, who cares why that part makes zero sense to
1: me. It's, and it's weird too, Bush. It's even more complicated in that. So next season after next season is over. Nolan Arenado has an opt out in his contract. So it was baked in. But the the thing for him though is he opts out of that contract, and he doesn't get those same, that same paycheck potentially from another team, right? So he hates. So he could have walked. He could have walked, but he could have walked for a lot less after the end of this season. So the Rockies are like, okay, if he if we don't trade him, and he doesn't opt out, we're locked into twenty eight million dollars a year for the life of the contract. And they're looking at their pocketbooks saying, mm, I don't know that we can afford this. I mean, they did the same thing with DJ LeMahieu. They couldn't pay DJ LeMahieu $12 million a year. And he was almost, he almost won the MVP last year for the Yankees. Like He's unreal for them. And and they do these signings. They sign Daniel Murphy, who just retired today as well, other Rockies news. They sign Ian Desmond for a crazy amount of money. They spend $100 million on three relievers that don't pan out and no longer pitch for the team. But the one guy who's been the face of the franchise for the last seven years, who's brought them to playoffs, who's the best defensive third baseman in the the history of baseball ever, ever. They, They can't they can't pay him. And then they they're like, you know, we need to save money so we can sign Trevor Story. If I'm Trevor Story and I'm 28 years old, 27 years old, I'm looking at this being like. F these Jamokes. Like, no way am I playing for them any longer. I'm, I'm, I'm due for a contract next year. I just saw them, the guy who I've been playing next to my whole career, who's guided me, who's, like, showed me how to be a professional. And, and, and Nolan Arenado's been a stand-up guy this whole time. You know, he's obviously had his issues, but he's he's been a great player for the Rockies. He's been, you know, great for the team, like, the fans. He's always been awesome. So no knock on Nolan Arenado for this one. But story, what are they going to do? And then, so then the Rockies are never going to sign a marquee free agent for big money. And I know they're never going to do it for pitching. That's just not what they're going to do here in Colorado. It hasn't worked out for them. But you got to be able to sign some bats to come play here. And who's going to look at this franchise and be like, this is well run. This is a good, I think these bosses are going to treat me well. Like, that's where I think the Nuggets have a massive advantage, right? They've got a culture. They've got an ownership group that actually gives a shit about the players. They, they're showing loves to the guys that they're developing. They maxed out Jokic. They maxed out Jamal Murray. You know, they, they, are, they gave Monte Morris that contract. They've tried to get better. And, you know, Andrew, I know you were saying earlier, like, the Nuggets' expectations are super high, but look where they've come over the last four years. Barely missed the playoffs against Minnesota in a play-in game. Then they had heartbreaking loss to Portland the year after that. Then Western Conference Finals, right? So they're moving in the right direction and investing in their team. The Rockies are just like, just taking a shit on a field. But you know what? They're going to have a party deck and they're going to have that hotel across the street. And it's going to be good times in Lodo and everybody's going to be a party. But who cares about what's happening? Sorry. All right. That was way more than a couple minutes. That was fantastic. That was awesome. That was- oh.
2: Oh, Sieber's fucking soapbox. You know, (laughs) what do you think? I know you have thoughts. Uh, I'm I'm crushed. It's just super crushed. Like, it's, yeah, we we could spit into, oh, we're going to enter the Josh Fuentes era and we're going to get Diet Arenado. Who's his cousin, by the way? That's (laughs) Arenado's cousin. Isn't that fun? I, I just keep having these visions of like looking twenty years down the road and being like, when he goes into the Hall of Fame, he's not going to wear a Rockies cap, and that is just fucking just crushing. The, for the <laughs> there, it's rare that you see an athlete that you connect with so much that you can say he's like he's literally bled for my team and for my city, and he's Arenado has like that just iconic image of the Father's Day game where he's bloody and he hit the cycle and is just the most amazing Rockies regular season moment ever. He hates the Rockies enough to spend three years in St. Louis and then end up in the American League. And when he goes into the hall, he's not going to wear a Rockies cap. And that's just devastating.
0: Another sad day in Rockies history, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, it's you know
1: they've been a franchise now for this is they're going into their 28th season right so like when did like the nuggets moved out of the ABA when like 75 76 ish right so they were a team for like 17 years 18 years you know when they upset the SuperSonics right like so the Rockies are 10 years past that moment like in the MLB and they're nowhere closer. To getting back to the World Series than they were in two thousand and seven, which like they still hold on to, and they they replay stuff all the time. And it's like let's talk to all the guys that were on that team, and they're all like forty three years old now, and like this new generation of Rockies fans has just basically seen a couple wild card one game losses over the last like ten years, and that's it. So and they're they're not they're not on the way up. They're printing money. They're going to have a top ten attendance record whenever it comes back. Whenever we're able they, to go to games,
2: they have the coolest and bar in Denver.
1: They got a great bar. It's awesome. It's it's a phenomenal experience. But you know, if I'm a season ticket holder, which I'm not anymore, and I probably won't be for a really really long time, I get to be looking at this being like, you want me to shell out thousands of dollars for you to trade away, like the best potentially the best Rocky ever. Like Arenado is on pace to be better than Todd Helton. Larry Walker, it's a tough comparison because, you know, Larry Walker was just five tool all the way, but in the pantheon of top five Rockies of all time. And they're just, see ya at the age of 30.
3: Well, uh, sad day in in Colorado sports indeed. So uh, my condolences to uh, our resident (laughs) Rockies fans. Uh, and into Rex. the fucking
2: Cardinals too God damn it
3: uh, Yeah that's tough that's, that's not good but hey we got other sports this week So let's talk about that So uh, This is America and in America We watch the Super Bowl Football so, uh, Sports betting we, we, When you guys all hear this uh, we'll, we'll be well Seven into The news cycle Uh so we got the Chiefs versus the Bucks. Um, this is a basketball podcast. Who has gone into baseball? Now we're going to go into football. Uh, we're going to get us kind of reach across the sports world here. Anything fun you guys are looking for? Uh, Chiefs are up by three and a half points uh, in terms of the spread. Uh, Any good fun props you're looking at? Anything else? I mean, nobody really wants this to watch this game. Nobody wants to see Tom Brady do anything. uh, As far as a Broncos fan, Uh, the Chiefs are obviously a rival of ours. We don't want to see them win. So, what else do we got? So here's what I got. (laughs) I thought this would be fun. Let's let's just watch scoring. So, uh, Mahomes and Tom Brady both to record three-plus uh, passing touchdowns is plus 280 right now, which seems like a fun one. Or we can do, let's just see the Bucs score a lot because the Chiefs' defense is not great. So, Godwin and Mike Evans to both record over 75 uh, receiving yards is plus 375, not that bad. Or we could just go with the over-under, half points. Let's go for points. Let's hit that over at minus 110. Anything you guys seeing? I got uh, some good prop I, ones out
2: I of like. I, I won 50 bucks one year picking the Gatorade color that was dumped on the coach.
3: That's what I'm talking
2: about, right? <laughs> that, uh, that was ill-advised. And Andrew Gambling it. I feel ashamed of winning that.
4: I just want to throw out a few that I've been looking at, because I've been listening to the radio and different ones. The prop bets Ooh, are phenomenal. But we do not need to be like betting on the game. We need to be betting on the commercials and all the other crazy stuff going well,
1: on. Well, don't bet on Budweiser because that's the one St. Louis team that's not showing up this
3: week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wow, so mute, mute his mic.
4: got: Will a player leave the game and not return due to con- concussion symptoms? The yes is at oh, uh, a 120. <laughs>
3: yeah. wow.
4: um, will any scoring drive take less time than it takes Demi Lovato to sing the anthem? she's singing it again good for her which company airs the first commercial after the coin toss always a good one we got budweiser at 15 to 1 or bud light at 15 to 1 budweiser 15 to 1 coke 19 to 1 hyundai
1: budweiser said they're not doing them this year they said they're not airing super bowl commercials and they're donating
4: money to charity probably why they're at 15 to 1 we got field I don't even know what field is. That's just the rest of the
1: companies? The field? Yeah, that's oh, the field.
4: field. <laughs> Your resident gambler. All right, can move in. Which coach will be mentioned first on TV after the kickoff? Bill Andrew Belichick. We, we got, right? That's the Bill Belichick's a good one. A uh, number of women who claim sleeping with Jimmy G during Super Bowl week. What color will the Gatorade I'm be? I'm Wait, the wait. You can bet no, on that. How, how that even how what, does that even will get like Troy Aikman mentioned his past Super Bowl experiences. Will any player finish yeah. with exactly 69 yards? Apparently, I just nice. like pretty Wow. Hip. You, you Who got will a Super dark Bowl and dirty line the game Think first.
1: Is this did you get this off the Chive?
4: I got this just <laughs> from online from Gridiron Experts.
0: <laughs> cool. So what's your favorite, Andrew? Um, what are you going with? I'm gonna go with
4: who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game think first, and I'm gonna go with God, <laughs> three to one.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's Pat Mahomes, you're betting on God.
4: That's always
0: a good
1: decision. If it's Pat Mahomes, I probably, but Tom Brady might be his 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 wife. Know.
4: Bruce Arians, thanks for the opportunity. Families at twelve to one, so yeah, got okay. better odds with that one no one thinks their family first to see that's just like not a thing that happens mike <laughs> not, P, who's
1: your super bowl fan? when you close a deal you don't thank your family first you say ah <laughs> oh, really glad we got through this one <laughs> thank yeah. thank the kids <laughs> support true. me through this deal
3: you know the funny thing is andrew is you, you and i look at the same thing is how can we bet on the teams and bet on other stuff so let's bet on the props <laughs> because uh quite, quite frankly uh I'm a terrible gambler, but I always like to at least like have a rooting interest in what I'm doing, which is not a good idea. That's not how you should gamble. But it's tough when you're looking at these two teams, and I I, I just really can't put, put my weight behind either either of them. So if rooting. you had to pick,
1: if you had to pick one, who'd you, who do you who do who do if you you know let's say you did have money and it was like I'm rooting for one, you, who would you want to win this game?
2: Uh, I I'm going to lean chiefs same uh, just because I'm so bored of hating Tom Brady. I'm I'm more excited to hate the chiefs twice a year for the next five years. We live Mm. too close to Kansas
4: City and those fans are obnoxious. I absolutely cannot stand being and
2: normally they're like good normal
4: people. Like I generally like them in life and now like this sports season of like what's going on. I don't even know what's happening anymore. But they're super obnoxious, so I'll be rooting for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. No Or I just want to like—I want
2: to see Bill Belichick watch this game.
4: That's
2: I'm I'm Chiefs. No, I I want Denver to be the only place that you go to win two Super Bowls and then retire. It's a very niche market. It's (laughs) a very niche market. All
3: right. Well, uh, here's hoping that the Broncos pull out the Deshaun Watson trade. All right, so moving on <laughs> no to <way>. next week. <laughs> no way. Uh, no we, way they're doing that. Matt moving on. Next week here, uh, got a slate of games here for the Nuggets. Uh, still on the, uh, coming back from the road trip. Uh, we've got Utah on Sunday. We've got Detroit on Monday. Thursday, we're at LA to play the Lakers. Uh, and then Saturday at Sacramento. So got a kind of an mm. interesting uh, slate of games, actually, pretty tough besides That's the. tough. Detroit game, uh, Utah. That's a, that's a, big, that's Grant a, that's a Grant. Jeremy
1: Grant Plumbly
2: revenge Grant game. game.
4: I, I hope we win by like 200. Like I, <laughs> the Pistons are my absolutely favorite team to hate right now. Like there's, I honestly like every time they play, I check because i'm just so excited for when they suck so they're 5 and 14 one of the worst teams in the league i'm still like i'm rooting for plumley as a starter because it's just hysterical to do so but like i you got to hit on jeremy grant like you you left us so you, fuck him <laughs>
3: In. Well, so I, the one question I did want to ask is, uh, Bush, uh, we're in week oh. two of your theory about consistently betting the unders. Oh yeah, uh, no, we got to check on, in on the under and a- An any un- sort of basketball yeah. league that you've got. Do you want to do? Do you,
1: you want to uh, get on the record for this one? Do you want to get on I the would, record with uh, on this one? I would
3: does say that does the match the
2: uh, cover?
0: It, <laughs> work out like I would hope. Um Ran out of money, basically, <laughs> and pivoted when I had fifty dollars left. So now I'm just betting on Jokic in-game parlays, and it's paying off so far. So much better strategy. That's my that's my gambling advice.
3: All right. Uh, so so far, uh, bad this gamble. Is, this is your with certified Bush.
2: financial analyst. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Bad gamble with Bush, and Andrew is 0-4 on the season. So, Andrew, what's what's your uh, not bet to make this week?
4: (laughs) Take the other side. I'm going to go ahead and just take the other side. No, just keep going with every team, first half, whoever is the favorite in the game, take the other team on that one. And I I think we can spend all of Bush's money on that
3: to um, see how far that will go. All right, I appreciate you making that up on the spot, Andrew. Thank um, you. I didn't even
4: have any of this stats. <laughs> awesome.
3: All right, uh, so that that's our week here. Uh, anyone got any, besides the Detroit game, anybody got any thoughts for uh, what we're going to see, what you're going to be looking for, uh, what we can talk about next week? Uh, in basketball. Week? No, let's and talk about basketball. basketball it feels like a two-and-two we two week.
1: See, Le- the LeBron rematch of the finals last year, it's going to be – or Conference Finals is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. It'll be right. It'll be interesting. It'll be actually – I'd be really curious, the the MVP watch, right? Jokic is up there, Joel Embiid in the East, and, and LeBron. So this is a, a nice MVP uh, matchup between Jokic and LeBron. I think that will be what uh, NBA Twitter and all the talking heads will be
2: talking about. Did uh, – there's somebody on, on NBA Twitter put out the – the question to, to Jordan, could the 90s Bulls beat this Laker team? And the answer is fantastic. It was, uh, Jordan said, no, the the Bulls team could, could, could beat them by like two or three points. Porter said, what, only, only two or three? It would be that close? And Jordan said, well, yeah, most of us are almost 60. <laughs> 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 That's
3: pretty good. <laughs> Well, that, that'll be a fun game. Uh, the uh, Lakers game is Thursday night at 8 o'clock on TNT. So it's a nationally televised game. So I think Ugh, your point is shack. well made. Uh, See you know? is
1: Shaq speaks more Russian than Jokic.
2: <laughs> do, is he, yeah, do you think he's going to address it? Do you think he felt embarrassed last time? I don't think Shaq he does. Shaq does not feel embarrassed. It's the Shaq-dis.
3: All right. Well, that was uh, Hardpick Mining Company with your Denver 5. Uh, you can find <gasps> Thanks, us on Mike. Twitter at hardpickmc oh. Oh, uh, or at hardpickminingcompany.com. Yeah. Uh Did hopefully you... this will be up on Monday.
2: What No, while we're recording, you guys have to click on the link and the do the the thing to My, Mike bought the domain and I built the website today.
1: Oh, we have to go to your defenestrate website first, Rex. Uh
2: it's it's a redirect. Come on, You're I'm just not gonna messing, pay for hosting. I'm messing, with,
1: I'm messing with you, man. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. So I feel I feel like this week <laughs> I've gotten a better insight into like what Bush does every single day uh, with all this GameStop nonsense, <laughs> and like what Rex does every single day <laughs> with all this all the website all and branding nonsense. and editing, all this other this nonsense. And <laughs> I just have to watch nine God, days to see what photo. Andrew does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No one has any idea what Sieber does.
2: No, no idea. It's not okay, interesting. Did I have to either. finish
3: this again, or was that the finish? What are we doing? Are we
2: doing that <laughs> no, that was, that was finished. We
3: okay. don't need to record this Thanks for edition. joining us. Uh, <laughs> glad you could make it to
1: that segment.
3: Is <laughs> that what I said? Yeah. Are we, are we out? Did we stop recording? Yeah, we're done. Are we out? Yeah. Are, we out?
2: are we out? Yeah, we're out.